0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Ukraine and Russia signed a deal on Friday in Istanbul to resume grain exports from Ukraine's Black Sea ports. Brokered by the UN and Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president, the agreement should unblock about 18 million tons of Ukrainian grain awaiting export. Russia's blockade of Ukraine's ports has sent global food prices surging and exacerbated world hunger. The Biden administration authorized another weapons delivery to Ukraine, worth $270 million. An American official said that hundreds of Russian soldiers are dying each day in the war. Earlier, the CIA estimated that 15,000 had been killed so far. Separately, Volodymyr Zelensky, Ukraine's president, told The Wall Street Journal that he would not countenance any ceasefire that let Russia retain territory it had taken. The UN's top court ruled that a case accusing Myanmar of committing genocide against Rohingya Muslims can continue, striking down objections from the country's ruling military junta. The World Court, also called the International Court of Justice, will now try to establish how responsible the state was for the violence that caused hundreds of thousands of Rohingyas to flee. Cuba's parliament announced that the country will hold a referendum on legalizing same-sex marriage and surrogate parenthood. The National Assembly approved an update to Cuba's family law, which would also allow same-sex couples to adopt children and strengthen legal protections for children and the elderly. The public will now vote on the matter on September 25th. Xinjiang, a region in the far west of China, was warned that it faced flash floods, mudslides, and risks to agriculture amid forecasts of more unusually high temperatures in the coming days. Some 20% of the world's cotton is produced in the area. Since mid-June, much of China has baked under brutal heat waves, which are attributed to climate change. Steve Bannon was convicted of two charges of contempt of Congress for defying a subpoena from the House Committee investigating the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021. Mr. Bannon, a former advisor to Donald Trump, faces between 30 days and one year in prison, as well as fines of up to $100,000 on each count. He will be sentenced in October. Herbert Diess was ousted as chief executive of Volkswagen following clashes with the company's works council, which represents its employees. Mr. Diess had tried to reimagine VW as an electric car maker and to impose steep cost cuts. He will be replaced by Oliver Bloom, CEO of Volkswagen's Porsche brand. And word of the week, Lan Wei Lu, a Chinese term for unfinished buildings. Across China, people are halting mortgage payments on such homes to protest construction delays.
1: And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. A deal for Ukraine's grain. The deal comes not a moment too soon. On Saturday, the world will be watching to see if an agreement struck by Ukraine and Russia to resume grain exports from Ukraine's black seaports will stick. If it does... The accord should ease world hunger, 50 million people are on the brink of starvation, warns the EU, and inflation. Indeed, wheat prices fell by 6% on the news. The pact creates a, quote, joint coordination center in Istanbul, staffed by the belligerents, as well as Turkey and the UN. It will monitor cargo ships transiting through Ukrainian ports and inspect them for weapons. But the limited agreement, which comes up for renewal every 120 days, will not solve the food crisis. Grain prices are down by one-third from their peak earlier this year, but the stuff is still more than 40% dearer than in January 2020. And as the war is likely to go on for months, no one knows if the deal will hold. Indeed, many wonder if it is too good to be true. After all, Russia is not known for keeping its word in Ukraine. Thailand's Prime Minister Faces Another Confidence Vote Politics has a habit of repeating itself in Thailand. Opposition parties have attempted to oust Prayuth chan o the prime minister, in votes of confidence three times since his party was elected in 2019. Mr. Prayuth initially seized power in a military coup five years before. Last Tuesday, the opposition began debating yet another motion of no confidence, and the vote takes place on Saturday. Parliamentarians accuse Mr. Prayuth and 10 members of his cabinet of economic mismanagement and of tolerating corruption in government. Mr. Prayuth is likely to survive this vote, just as he has all the others. His coalition controls 253 parliamentary seats, 14 more than the number he needs to win. At best, the outcome may lead to a cabinet reshuffle. That may not trouble the opposition. Elections must be held before next March. Mr. Prayuth's rivals will seize every opportunity to smear their opponent until then. Manifesta comes to Kosovo In 1996, when the first edition of Manifesta took place in Rotterdam, the territories of the former Yugoslavia were at war. This week, the 14th iteration opens in Pristina, the capital of Kosovo, making it the first city in the Western Balkans to host Europe's nomadic art biennial. Derelict urban sites have been cleared and tidied into new public spaces. Brutalist structures associated with the Yugoslav era, including the Grand Hotel and Palace of Youth and Sports, have been reimagined as exhibition venues. Of the 103 participating artists, over one-third are Kosovar, and another quarter come from the rest of the Western Balkans. This is an unusually regional focus for an international art event that reflects the organizer's commitment to the local art scene but also acknowledges its isolation. Citizens of Kosovo wishing to enter the European Union must tackle a lengthy and expensive visa application process. The country's artists thus struggle to participate in the international art scene. Instead, Manifesta is bringing Europe's art professionals to Kosovo. Why Human Egg Cells Don't Spoil Which came first, the chicken or the egg? For humans, both come at once. Baby girls are born with all the egg cells or oocytes they will ever have. Decades later, they must still be capable of spawning new life. This remarkable ability is little understood. But new research in Nature, a journal, has unpicked the secret of egg cells longevity. Essentially, oocytes put themselves into a state of dormancy by suppressing normal cell metabolism. Metabolism powers cells, but in doing so produces certain volatile chemicals. These mutate DNA and eventually kill cells. However, oocytes keep their engines running at such a low hum that they produce precious few of these dangerous chemicals. It is as if they are left on standby for up to 40 or 50 years. This insight could improve success rates in assisted reproduction. Moreover, it highlights how shamefully understudied egg cells are. After all, everybody started out as one. Weekend Profile The Climatologists Transforming How We Discuss Weather Quote, people don't have to die in their tens of thousands, says Frederica Otto with a touch of exasperation. In 2014, Dr. Otto co-founded the World Weather Attribution, WWA, initiative, a collective of climate researchers and statisticians that has transformed the understanding of extreme weather events, such as the remarkable trio of heat waves that hit Europe, China, and America this week. The idea was born of frustration with the academic distinction between climate and weather. Quote, climate denotes macro, long-term trends. Quote, weather is what's going on outside your window. Most people are more interested in daily weather patterns than decadal or even longer-term patterns. In the 2010s, a group of researchers decided that, to make the world understand why climate change mattered, they needed to introduce it into conversations about the weather, including the forecasts people see on television. Thus was the WWA conceived. The group works with the Red Cross Red Crescents Climate Center, which gathers data on the number of people affected by any given climate event. If the number passes a certain threshold, Dr. Otto and her collaborators, Shilke Philip and Sarah Koo of the Dutch Meteorology Institute, activate the WWA community. They canvass quote, everyone we know to form an ad hoc group of expert modelers. The exercise is, on the face of it, simple. To simulate two atmospheres, one with all the accumulated greenhouse gas emissions of the last two centuries, and one that is unsullied. By comparing these two worlds, they can say whether a specific event is more or less likely to happen in a climate-changed atmosphere. This has led to headline-grabbing statements, that the northern European floods last year were made up to nine times more likely by anthropogenic climate change, the Siberian heat wave of 2020 was many thousand times more likely, and the Pacific Northwest heat wave of 2021 would have been virtually impossible without historical emissions. Such statements and the underlying methodology are now part of the climate vernacular. They are also applied elsewhere, such as in legal disputes where people or communities seek compensation for climate-change-induced damages. Extreme heat is one of the most straightforward impacts of global warming, and virtually every contemporary heat wave was made worse or more likely by emissions, or both. But Dr. Otto worries that this endangers fatalism. Yes, it's climate change, but we are also not powerless to do something about it, she says. Quote, that is what's missing in the conversation. The winners of this week's quiz. Thank you to everyone who took part in this week's quiz. The winners chosen at random from each continent were Asia, Jinhong Park, Suwon, South Korea, North America, Ashley Easterling, Bay St. Louis, United States. Central and South America, Carlos Flexa-Ribiero, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Europe, Julius Kinsinger, Hamburg, Germany. Africa, Hasit Raja, Nairobi, Kenya. Oceania, Ian Harland, Wellington, New Zealand. They all gave the correct answers of Charlie Watts, Patty Hurst, Linus Pauling, I Love Lucy, and Woodstock. They are all characters in the Peanuts cartoon strip, Charlie Brown, Peppermint Patty, Linus, Lucy, and Woodstock. And visit the Espresso app for our new weekend crossword, designed for experienced cruciverbalists and newcomers alike. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Amelia Earhart. The more one does and sees and feels, the more one is able to do.